What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Fire Talk here with the It's Lit Reviews team. I'm Jake, joined by Adam, Cole, Matt, and Erin, coming back from her holiday hiatus. Lovely to have you back, Erin. Lovely to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Glad you enjoyed as much as we do. So... We have some new content again. It's gonna, I think it's gonna be a continuing trend, fingers crossed, as like all of the uh, major studios and everybody have figured out what's going on and how to actually create things in the COVID world. So it looks like we at least have a decent slate moving forward here. But I wanna get our thoughts on Sabrina first and foremost. Uh, it's probably the number one anticipated release right now uh, out on Netflix. Chapter four, the final season. Matt Cole, I know you guys were big watchers of it. Aaron, I think you were a big watcher of it. Give me your just your one sentence takeaway to start things off. Which one? I'll go first. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Matt and I are not on the same page. Just, oh boy! Lately, I've been Ron to, to Matt. It's Matt. So, um, so here's the thing: I'm heavily invested in this show, and I feel like it it is it is one of Netflix's best like done well shows. The storylines are deep. The characters are so well done. Hear the I butt. felt I felt unsatisfied with that ending. Like completely and was like I stayed up late to watch it on a Saturday night till like one AM and I have to work at seven in the morning. And I was like, I stayed up for this. So oh no, with one, this with one... the whole series ending, like the yes. end of season four, because I'm only halfway through. I'm sorry, but no, I... there's no spoilers. You didn't spoil anything specific. I'm still going to finish, but I'm just curious. That's kind of how I felt after. So it was hard for me to start season four because I was underwhelmed with season three. So like I was kind of apprehensive starting this season anyway, but I was like, well, I've come this far. I guess I'll finish it was sort of my entering this. And that's kind of still how I feel. I really liked this season. Uh, I do think the very end was weird, uh, but I think that was largely like I think they had filmed. Isn't that the this whole season. series though? Like the whole series is weird, right? Yeah, I think they yeah. had filmed this season before knowing it was going to be the last one. Uh, yeah, so I think they, kind they of had to put a bow on it quickly. I think the very end was just kind of like them like tying everything together. Hey, let's go to reshoot so that we can put a bow on this and not have to have more people (laughs) even more pissed off. You know, why why end a series good? You know, it's a decent show that we've just now thrown to trash because we rushed the end in. I mean, mean, certainly very on trend. I mean, it's no, it's no season eight of Game of Thrones. Like the ending ending does not retroactively ruin the entire series. I don't know. It's it. It felt rushed to me, for sure. Yeah. To to Matt's point, I thought the concept of this season, when I first heard it at the beginning of it, I was like, "Oh, this is this is cool. Maybe we should have done this in another season before the last season." But whatever, mm. <laughs> I got it. Um, but it just when I started to hear, I don't want to ruin it for Aaron. Um, when I started to hear what the uh, the the terrors were or whatever, I was like, "Oh, this could be cool." And then I. I figured out what the last one was going to be. And I was like, mm, I don't know how they're going to end that well. Oh, so you kind and of had the you're... foreshadowing it for it not being great just from like knowing what the last terror was going to be. I'm yeah, to the point, I, and again, yeah. no spoilers for our listeners, but I'm to the point where worlds are colliding. For those of you who have seen it. So you have roughly an idea. They're trying to resolve the different worlds. Like episode six. 
Mm, like four or five. So you're literally on, exactly halfway through. You're on five, I think. I think five was the okay. one you were texting me that you were watching last night. It would have been so, this morning, but yeah. This morning, <laughs> Well, I got through episode one today, and I thought episode <laughs> one was very well done and very well uh, told the story very well for the, the episode also, that it was. Cole, to your point, I, I think the, the whole Eldritch Terror concept, I think that's a great concept for the final season because it's kind of like a... Yeah like how do you what kind of villain do you have that's bigger than this like, no I yeah know. what's better than it's bad it's Super i don't know bad. i think i was just i was just left wanting too much with the i will say it is not a game of thrones type ending it's not even on par uh with that bad but i just with as as much time as i've invested in this show over the last four parts i i just felt like i don't know i just wanted it to be better it wasn't like a you know, when, when Michael left the office type ending, like that was a satisfactory ending for when Michael left or the, uh, the season before the last season of Parks and Rec. Like those are good endings. Yeah. But so I what just, I'm hearing from you, Cole, is it's not the type of ending that makes you hate the show like Game of Thrones, but no. it, is the, it is the kind of ending though that makes you less likely to recommend somebody watch it compared to how you felt after the first like two, three seasons. Okay, so it's like Lost for me. Because that's what Lost was for me. Yes, that's a good comparison. I never watched that show. Like, it wasn't watch... Game of Thrones bad when they ended it, but, like, they went a really... They went a direction that they could have just avoided. <laughs> um, so, it's, so yeah. here's my beef with season three. And this is was kind of why I was hesitant to watch season four. Is they kind of painted themselves into a corner with the plot lines of season three. And the episode right before the end, sorry, spoilers, they murder pretty much everyone... And the season finale is, just kidding, we undid it. And it just kind of like put a weird, neat little bow on last season. And that wasn't even supposed to be the end. Like those are the kind of like allowances I can give to a show if I know they're trying to wrap it up quickly. But they put it all like in a bow with a setup for the next season, thinking they were going to go on for multiple more. And so then to start this season, I'm like, well, I already didn't love how you handled last season. And I like the idea, same kind of thing. The previews bought me into it i'm like so there's this scary bad we don't know what's coming next and there's multiples and they're going to be revealed slowly i'm like okay good time or like good story arc um but then like for me the whole first episode is like sabrina being sad she's single everyone's in a couple and i was already bored and i had to power through the first episode <laughs> because i thought the eldritch terror they introduced in the first episode was scary as hell so i was like okay cool they've got me on the scary thing i'll get by on the teenage angst like i'll get past I, yeah, I mean, not get by Get you, past have to, the teenage you have to recognize that this show is still at its core like scary Riverdale. So scary Riverdale. Right, but like, <laughs> if they're gonna so go the, so extreme the into the parts that they chose, drama is just. <laughs> oh, listen, we've had this conversation separately, but the use of the turn Endgame makes me want to put my fist through a wall. But overall, I feel like when you they left Endgame, shut up, Matt. When they left CW <laughs> and chose to go Netflix, they had the opportunity to make it um, like edgier, darker. And I feel like they leaned really hard into the darker aspect, but then kept the like kitschy bullshit of cable TV that they could have made more elevated in well, this they, scope. No spoilers, but they keep leaning into the, the edgy messed up stuff because there's something that happens later in the season that is maybe okay. the most messed up thing that has ever happened on this show. I I know what you're talking about, Matt, and I will. Oh, yeah, you know that. exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I can't wait to get there because all I got was a text at 3 a.m. that said, holy crap, that's messed up. 
and I had no idea, no context, except for the fact that he was watching Sabrina. And I woke up to it the next morning, like, what's messed up? Is someone okay? Like, I mean, when when it was happening, I literally like sat up from where I was like laying on my couch and was like, is this literally about what what's about to happen? <laughs> okay. See, now I'm bought in for at least another episode or two. <laughs> so. Uh, interesting so we have very much a split audience here in terms of the ending and the thoughts the thoughts around how the show wrapped up uh i mean to their credit of the directors and the producers they did i'm sure they didn't know at the end of season three that they were only getting one more season but netflix was nice enough to say like unlike all the other shows we're not just going to cancel you we'll give you one more uh because that's not a typical netflix say like they usually are just like "Mm, no we don't think you're going to get renewed see you see you never you Uh, are the weakest link goodbye goodbye but I, on that note, I do have a trivia question for all of you guys. The year in which Sabrina the Teenage Witch TV show debuted on television. Mm-hmm. Answers, answer will come at the end. 96, that's what I'm guessing. Matt's tossing in his guess for 96. Any other guesses? That was my I guess. I will say 93. 93 from Cole, Aaron? I was going to say 97. All right. We'll figure out who's right here at the end of the podcast. Uh Speaking of the original TV show, though, oh, no. I do want to give a shout out to the cameos that we got this yeah. season. Not yeah. a huge, huge shout they out. I love on, that. They have full on like guest roles, uh, and it's one of my favorite episodes of the season. Uh, so I'm the episode right before one, that. One so they just introduced the them show. at the end. Yeah, that was loved, definitely a, a good piece of fan episode. service to. It was and a throwback to the original. Uh, that was so well well received on on television. I think it went like. I don't know. I'm not going to even take a guess at the number of seasons. I have no idea on regular television. <laughs> I want to say seven. I was going to take a guess, and I was like, I'm just going to be wrong, so I'm not even going to try. I'm pretty sure. Or that's they just introduced them at the end. Outside of Sabrina, what else have you guys been watching lately? Uh, or is that, I must say, is that pretty much, or is that pretty much taking up everybody's uh, I mean, TV Sabrina watching? Sabrina took up most of my weekend, but again, uh, like I said last week, my wife and I are in the middle of designated survivor and almost to season three and i am losing interest very quickly so season it's one amazing. Had me... you can see how those shows like don't survive like you're like oh i, want, I wonder why that show got canceled after like five seasons and you're like oh okay i'm starting to see it <laughs> like season one had me like i was i was like i gotta finish this episode like it's the next one i gotta finish it and like season two was winding down and i'm like mm, it's lost what it had in the first yeah. season like it just Not isn't really there invested yeah, I can play on my phone and watch it at the same time ah. and be perfectly fine. That's Which, rough. There's nothing wrong with that kind of show, but no, that's how I treat how I met your mother now because I've seen it so many times. I just well, okay, goes <laughs> yeah. in the background. A show that you've seen like six times all the way through, right, right up there with Friends, The yeah. Office, Parks and yeah. Rec. Yeah, the good place for me is starting to get to that level. I just keep rewatching yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I know, we, I've been... we all we all need that show that we can just throw on in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, and everybody's got one. Well, I know that Matt mentioned it last week, so we don't need to go too into detail, but he and I were sort of long distance watching Bridgerton together. Um, and that was that was interesting. I have to say, I didn't love it overall. And we actually haven't talked about that yet. Wow. But like about halfway through, Ooh. I got a little bored. And I, as oh, far as I know, no. I'm the only one who's had that opinion so far. Yeah. I started watching it at my in-laws house while we were visiting for Christmas 
and I got to the first sex scene and, and I would turn it off because I'm like, I'm not doing this in front of my in-laws. They, had, they were out of the house at the time too. And I was like, I don't need them coming back into the house when like, I just got this dude's naked ass in front of me banging a chick against a tree. I'm like, mm, no, we're going we're gonna to pause this show before they get Fantastic. home. Fantastic. So in the first episode, you, you're not talking about like, later sex scenes you're talking in the first episode first the episode. first sex scene you yep. nice i was like nope we're not doing this nice. in front of my in-laws oh god <laughs> it's probably a good choice honestly oh. so instead i've been with the flights that i had i downloaded uh parts of i'm finally getting caught up on the boys season two which is oh like phenomenally dark as was the boys season so good one. and terrible only yes terrible that as is the in, perfect uh, terrible way as bad it. things happen not terrible as in bad to watch Yes, it is great to watch. It is like terrible to think about what would this like if this wasn't a TV show. Like you're like yeah, the humanity of it is terrifying. (laughs) Like I thought, I thought like that uh, Homelander was as bad as it could get, and then they introduced like Stormfront, and I was like, oh my gosh, they are very very close to as bad as each other. (laughs) Like it's terrible. (laughs) He still Um, has a slight lead for me, but he is. uh, It is close <laughs> yeah as i was watching it with the friend who had already seen it all the way through i was like i like this stormfront girl she says what she thinks she's sassy i dig yep. it mm-hmm. and then there's one episode and i'm like oh oh no i take it all back yep. everything's bad yes. <laughs> everything's so bad it's so I bad it i did something wrong <laughs> you know I, yes. I don't think that this is a show i'm gonna start right now <laughs> oh no you maybe should though it was great <laughs> yes and season one was phenomenal so if you haven't even watched season one like you definitely should start it like it's great I don't know that I'm in, interested in a show about terrible people being terrible right now. No, it's, it's no, not someday. terrible people. It's about if, if superheroes were real and franchised. So like if they were sponsored, how would that change them saving the world or not saving the world and the PR surrounding that? It's kind of this, and I won't say much more than that because I don't want to spoil it, but that's, the, that's how it was explained to me before I started watching it. Yep, and it goes into like the political involvement of trying to control the superheroes too, even though they're owned by like private companies. Like, it is a very, very interesting. Like, it, it's like, like what would happen in the real world, give or take, if there were superheroes. I feel like given the real world, I just need a happy show right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you should then you should watch uh, We Can Be Heroes, you know, because that's top notch entertainment right there. I have no idea what that is. We can uh, be heroes. That's, uh, isn't that Shark Boy and Lava Girl grown up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that people didn't ask for that for some reason is in Netflix's <laughs> top 10. Hey, like, you know? Like, come you on. Things that no one wanted, but we're all accepting. Just, um, so just Pedro, shove it down there. Pedro throat. Pascal's in it. He's hot right now. Oh, yeah, that's he's very hot right now. Oh, that's Hansel. He's reason. so hot right now. Cool. So that, how's uh, how's designated survivor going? We just went over that. Yeah, he was bored. Adam missed it. My bad. He was, he was texting the whole time on his phone that Cole was with season three. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I will hope say, it redeems itself before it's over because I know Netflix picked it up and put a new season out there, but we'll interesting. See. I mean, season four is a, is the Netflix season, and season three was the. Uh, when that was on cable seasons one through three oh. i mean and i remember when netflix picked up uh lucifer and I actually thought netflix did a pretty good job of ending that one out but we'll see we'll see what happens with designated survivor we'll see as i say i don't know if you guys have discussed it yet but they launched around thanksgiving they launched the documentary series on the ripper which was the yorkshire ripper, ripper. No, 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 not Jack the Ripper, the Yorkshire nope. Ripper that operated uh, in the 
seventies and eighties. Um, similar MO, he was killing, like they marketed it as very like the Ripper is back. He's killing prostitutes, but actually like as the story develops, it could have just been like single women out at night. Like it didn't necessarily have to be that. Um, way more victims than Jack the Ripper. It was a well thought out documentary. They interviewed a wide range of people, including like children of the victims who had only been like three and four years old when their parents were killed to um, all the different levels of police that were involved to people who were like, um, there were a couple survivors of attacks that got linked to it later. So it was very well done, very well thought out. I think it's only, uh, it's either, I think it's only six episodes total. I watched the first two on my flight back and I think it was, it was just really well thought out, well presented and definitely like an interesting watch okay, for a murder we, documentary. Do we know who the killer is? Yes, there was an arrest. Okay. Okay. It's not like the Zodiac where you watch all the way through and are unsatisfied. I mean, I love Zodiac killer stuff, but it's the most unsatisfying thing. (laughs) I watched that full length motion picture not knowing we never caught the Zodiac killer. I felt like such an idiot at the end. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So the best part about this movie is Mark Ruffalo? Like, I was so disappointed. Yeah, I mean, we we do all know that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer, but... No spoilers. Gosh. <laughs> so on that on that same note, I'll use that to pivot us back onto the conversation here. Aaron, is that one of your favorites from 2020 that you're able to watch, or is that a 2021? I guess it came in right at the end of 2020, but I would say definitely one of the better things to come through come through Netflix. I would like yes. Nice. This is my short answer. Yes. <laughs> I must say, as I was looking back on the all the all the content that came out in 2020, all of, like 10 things. Um, that's not true. So that's it, it was definitely more than 10. Yeah, but. there's a decent amount of stuff. There's a good amount of stuff that came out. I, I narrowed it down, I think, to my favorite movie and my favorite TV show that came out. And I could be wrong. There's probably one I'm forgetting in there, but the one that came to mind first was the old guard as the movie. Um Charlie Theron and the Immortal Charlie Soldiers. Theron, okay immortal soldiers uh kicking ass taking names just i do love charlie's there that was a good gonna movie. i still She's haven't seen great. that it's been on my list since uh, it came out you need so to. that's another reason to watch it is your recommendation they set up for a sequel without being overly like in your face about it like it's a it's, it was a very soft sequel opening similar to the chris hemsworth movie that came out recently that they that they're doing the one that he uh, had on netflix where he's like rescuing somebody from red the clutches not of red dawn something like but that. something like that um, yeah, I don't remember what that. Yeah, was. I don't remember what that one was. Um, but then my TV show and they is have probably... officially announced the sequel for right yes. for the old guard extraction. Yes, yeah, extraction oh. and the old guard. Both of them have sequels confirmed by Netflix. Um, so I'm really excited for for that one to come out uh, in a couple of years. But the TV show is probably one that many of you would agree with, and that's the Queen's Gambit because it was oh, just so good. The Queen's it was Gambit one of the best. probably the best piece of television that aired this year. Oh, I would maybe agree. within like the decade, to be honest. Oh, it's not my pick of my favorite thing that I watched this year, but it it's probably the best thing that came out this year. Cool. You don't think it, you don't think it's up there in the conversation for best TV of like the decade from 2010 to 2020? Oh, yeah. that's a big window. I'd have to. That's such a big. I'd have to really look back. I mean, it made maybe, us love chess, Cole. Come maybe, on, maybe like, maybe top ten, but I don't think it would be in my top five. Yeah. I give it top ten. I, I I like chess before that movie came out. Or the show came out so, I mean, uh, I played I played uh, casually. I I can agree with you there, but casually. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Matt Cole, what'd you guys uh, what'd you guys like 
I think so, there was one show that truly captured the essence. I swear to God, if you say Tiger King. Don't you dare say it. It's Tiger King. No. I hate you. Matt. I am logging no, Put okay. him on mute. Put him on mute. No, Get him no, out no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I'm not saying that Tiger King is the best thing that came out in 2020. I'm saying it uniquely captured the fever dream feeling wow. of 2020. <laughs> I think, you mean, I think you're confusing fever dream with a shit show. Yeah, uh, those are two very different things. Wow. Listen, no, I, I'm I can't saying exactly what I mean. Gone there. To say. It right. was a very prominent part of the beginning of quarantine. Yes. Unless we can just it's the say only that. reason it was popular. It's right. In, it's there insanity. was nothing else on. We had watched to the end of Netflix. Tiger <laughs> <laughs> King is what remained. <laughs> I, don't I, knew, I knew somebody was going to say it though. I just the, the show of 2020 is Tiger King. Tell me don't I'm lie. wrong. You tell me I'm you wrong. You know someone was going to say it. It was going to be Matt. <laughs> well, okay, I will give you that it is the show of 2020 because I think it best represents the train wreck. 20, I can that's agree with you there. The, yes. That's the exact but point I'm making. I felt dumber for watching it, and therefore, oh, oh, absolutely. absolutely, all that time back. Just I like can. we're all dumber for having lived through this year. <laughs> no, the floor is lava. <laughs> definitely needs to hold a place somewhere and that also lets you know how bored we were in 2020 we were looking for things to do in our house and we reverted back to the floor is lava and if you weren't playing the floor is lava before you are now if you have kids hell yeah (laughs) Uh, i heard your girls just got hooked on it it's a good show i like the concept of it anyway cole what do you got uh, for, okay, so movie that I've seen this year, because there's a few ones that I wanted to see that I haven't seen yet. So best movie that I've seen this year that came out this year was Greyhound on Apple TV+. Plus. Mm. Um, but there's, I still haven't seen yeah. Tenet. And I have a feeling Tenet's going to probably take that crown as soon as I watch it. I um, love Tenet. Yeah, and everyone I've talked to that is into Christopher Nolan and movies in general just said Tenet was awesome. And so, um, but as of right now, that the movie is Greyhound because uh, I just thought it was really good. And that came on Adam. You know, Adam said it was really good, and he was right. I was at the edge of my seat the whole time waiting for the next thing to happen. And uh, Adam threw out a really rare good. recommendation, and it hits home. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, I'm behind uh, the ball when it comes to recommendations. I'm usually going, "All right, I'm going to watch that now." Okay, got to watch that. <laughs> So, so for me, when it comes to TV show, though, it, it is a toss-up because I really love the originality of Queen's Gambit, and I thought it was great, and the reinterest into chess. But I really loved season two of The Umbrella Academy, um, and I was a big uh, fan yeah. of the first season. And I mean, if I had to ch- which one did, I, did me and my wife binge faster? It's probably a toss-up, uh, but... I think I was, I'm more invested in Umbrella Academy and because I know there's a season three coming and knowing Queen's Gambit is a one-time, one-off thing. It's a toss-up. They're both really good and I would recommend, it, recommend them to anyone. So, I think that's one of my favorite things, honestly, that's really started to have traction in 2020 here is the limited series from all of the different platforms and all the different networks. Like They're not just so hooked on making a show and trying to drag it out for forever. They're like, Nope, this is a one season shot. Like Which, this is honestly, it, and that's so all it needs stuff, to be. Sometimes there's so much stuff out there that like got three seasons and could have been a mini series and been much better. <laughs> yeah, 
Mm-hmm. No, that's what I like about what Disney Plus is doing like, with all their Marvel series and stuff like, like that. Like Designated Survivor. That probably could have been a mini series. <laughs> could have been a mini series. Don't you dare do it. <laughs> Don't you dare do it. What? What? Cool. I have no idea what you're talking about. Adam, what do you think the best show? What was your uh, top your top show and movie from 2020? Uh, Greyhound. I mean, and... it's already been said, but. Sorry, Adam. Stole your thunder. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I still haven't watched that one. What about show? Are we talking Sesame Street? <laughs> um, honestly, it's not from 2020, but I started watching it in 2020. And it, it it's a toss-up for me between The Queen's Gambit and The Queen. Ooh, The, the Queen. Queen right? is good. Season 3 was very the good. Yeah. The, the Crown. Crown. Yeah, The Crown. Yeah. So that's a toss-up between those. I like both of them equally. I watched... I haven't gotten through the crown yet, but I mean, there's multiple seasons of that. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic show. The, fantastic. the Queen's The Queen's Gambit was a a straight through. I'm watching this and to, and I have to finish it because yeah. it was just that good. Yeah, yeah, every episode I thought I was gonna be like, all right, this is the end. Like, I'm gonna go to bed after this one. And I'm like, mm, I can squeeze in one more tonight before I'm miserable tomorrow. Uh-huh. Just one more. <laughs> just one more. And that leaves us with you, Aaron. What's your What was your favorite show movie of 2020? Um. As much as I love The Queen's Gambit, I think that Ratchet was my show ah, of Also encompassing of 2020. Um, Crazy. Yeah, but I just really liked how they, it was gross, but how they had like a no holds barred honestly approach to how mental health was actually treated back in the day. I thought that was refreshing because a lot of times they'll kind of skirt around it or allude to it without actually like saying, no, this was like standard status quo. Um Plus, I mean, the costuming and the colors. I, I mean, I, I love that show. Everything they did aesthetically for that show, I was astounded by. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the cast as well. Um, and as far as movie, uh, I just watched it in, at Christmas time. So it was right under the wire. And I don't know that I ever need to watch it again. But Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was phenomenally acted it was one of those things where like as you're watching it even though you're uncomfortable you are aware that you are in the presence of such insane talent on that screen that like you kind of forget that you're uncomfortable because you're so enthralled by what you're watching um Hmm. which is kind of what i would expect from the two primary actors chadwick boseman and viola davis um but just the it's based off an august wilson play he also wrote fences um which she starred in across from Denzel Washington for the most recent version of the movie. And that and was she very won an similar. Oscar for it. I'm pretty she sure. She won an Oscar yeah. for it. And it's one of those things where they really, a lot of times movies will steer away from monologue sections when they're doing play adaptations because they're long and they're boring. And if you don't play them well, nobody will watch through it. Whereas mm-hmm. like Chadwick Boseman tells this story about his childhood sort of towards the beginning. And when I tell you like, nothing in my house was making a noise neither one of my parents neither of the kittens it, we were all just like glued to the television and just the you know they kind of take out the background noise during his delivery and it was just something to behold so I think that you know it's it's a little dark it's a little tragic it's a little intense because it's a commentary on race in America um during a time when segregation was still happening but it was it was just really cool it was a very beautiful piece of art, um, and I think and it definitely made a profound impact. So I think that that's going to be my movie choice. Uh, it's on my list to watch, uh, but everyone is talking 
Oscars for like everyone involved with that movie. Very, and I say I think that's a testament to the power of an actor or an actress is when they can hold your attention when they're monologuing because of emotion, intonation, uh, tone, like everything that they're doing as they're telling the story. And I mean, there's also some directorial things that they can do and they can be showing like flashback images or they can be like doing different camera angles. I mean, there's other pieces in there that help hold your attention. Um, but like I, I instantly thought of the ending of the King's speech when he's giving, when it's that yeah. big dramatic fi- finale and it kind of builds up to it. So to see it at the beginning, hold your attention, I think is even more impressive because that one you were like at least building to it and you're like, all right, is he going to do, is he going to be able to, to make to it get the King's speech? And this and one I is right at the front and that's tough. Yeah. And why it stood out for me too, is because they didn't do any of those things that could make it more watchable. So they didn't play anything in the background. They just kind of slowly zoomed in. And at the beginning, Chadwick Boseman's very, his character is very animated. He, do, he doesn't sit still very much. Um, he's a trumpet player. So <laughs> he's moving around, but you just kind of see him focus in. And I honestly, like, I, I don't even know if this is how it's shot, but in my memory, it just slowly zooms in on his face as he's delivering it. And I don't think that's actually how it's shot if I were to rewatch it, but that's how mesmerizing his performance is. So highly recommend, like I said, it might not be something you want to watch more than once because the content is uncomfortable, but the movie was a phenomenal piece of artwork. He's phenomenal all the way around. I love Chadwick Boseman and everything I've seen him in. R.I.P. Same. And it was fun to see him in a serious and dramatic role after like, I think the only thing I've ever really watched him in more than once was Black Panther. So also the last role of his life. I was gonna say, he takes on a lot of like the more serious roles, honestly. I think Black Panther is probably the only one that was lighter and even that one's really He's really an incredible actor his uh, his like the first time i was introduced to him was 42 when he played jackie robinson oh yeah and i was just i was hooked i love baseball mm-hmm. but like he plays that he plays that role perfect and then he does a great job playing thurgood marshall in marshall mm-hmm. so oh see i haven't seen for, that but i i would bet that's amazing yeah can i throw an honorable mention in there go for it cole Maybe. no actually we're not allowed to do that in this podcast just kidding <laughs> Wait, i'm gonna say it it's there the are trial strict of chicago rules. seven <laughs> oh, oh i haven't oh, watched that yet yeah Trial of the Chicago Seven. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, man, that's maybe, a miniseries, isn't it? No, it's it's a movie. That's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Movie. That's Actually, right. I'm gonna have it replace uh, Greyhound. <laughs> 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 yeah, Trial of the Chicago Seven, and then Greyhound will be my honorable mention. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that was in 2020. There's just been so many things that have happened in 2020. There is. I must say, when I went back and started looking at which one I was, which ones I was going to pick from my favorite, I was like, all right, there was actually a good amount of stuff that came out here. It was just nothing in theaters, uh, unfor- mm-hmm. since yeah. February, unfortunately. I uh, just uh, need to point out, no one mentioned the Mandalorian. <gasps> oh Maybe because we have multiple podcasts dedicated just to that, so we all know. Yes, we, love we don't it. need to bring up the Mandalorian again. Maybe everybody knows how great it is. Wrongness. Uh, no, everybody knows how great it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> apparently nobody thinks it's it. the best of 2020 so <laughs> whatever no one said it was on a little bit of a a lighter note uh got a couple things that are trending in the news uh the first and foremost arnold schwarzenegger is trending in the news Does anybody know why uh, <laughs> yeah because i submitted it that's right you put it in there <laughs> he, uh, chris evans threw some serious shade at chris pratt I think it was honestly him just getting Alzheimer's because he's old. No, I think I he did it on purpose. He's he's done one too many action movies. I do think it was actually on purpose. He think I think he was trying to be funny, uh, and it was funny. one too many hits to the head. 
probably true. I mean, also probably true. But yes, uh, for those of you who haven't seen, Arnold Schwarzenegger was on a Chris Pratt hosted Q&A for charity. They raised about uh, $600,000 or something like that for charity through this Q&A function. But when he introduced him, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is his father-in-law. And uh, Arnold thanked Chris Evans for inviting him to the Q&A rather than Chris Pratt. Uh, I mean, listen, if anyone... (laughs) I feel like referring to anyone as Chris Evans is a compliment. Very true. Also, (laughs) I'm just really excited to know that Arnold Schwarzenegger has a favorite Chris. And it's not his son. Like, of five, he clearly has a favorite. Which that whole poll was so mean to Chris Pratt. But I mean, listen, somebody Chris has Pratt to be the worst Chris. And, it's... <laughs> and it is Chris, Chris Pine, Pine for the win. Um yeah, Chris Pine's the worst Chris at all. No, Chris Pine is the best Chris. Oh no, Chris Pine is the worst. Chris Pine is a hundred percent the best Chris. I like Those seeing blue him eyes. Listen, yeah. it's not my fault that he ruined Wonder Woman. Yeah, but <laughs> and then on the other trending side, uh, Discovery Channel is trending. Uh, I know I tossed this one in the chat. Anybody actually look at the link I sent though? Yeah, I did. I did not look at the actual link you sent. So it's, it's another it's, streaming service. I don't care. If I say oh, it's our God, it's our segment one? of things nobody asked for in our weekly podcast, Discovery Channel launching their own streaming service called None Other Than Discovery Plus. It's it's that's it's one of those things that I don't understand how they're how they think that they're gonna pe- get people to pay that much money it's for five bucks too. I still don't. I'm like, there's no, no way. I'm well, well, if you I, I think... not not if you want the ad free version, it's eight bucks if you want the ad free version. But who's yeah. watching on, this? Hold on. I mean, so Cole, what do you got? It's it's <laughs> actually I I looked at the thing. Also, I saw commercials for it when I was watching stuff on TV on Friday. I mean, you're getting HGTV, you're getting Food Network, you're getting TC, TLC, you're getting OWN. You're getting Discovery Channel. You're getting BBC Discovery. You're getting fifty-five thousand ch- things on day one. I don't think it's that bad. Well, to thank fair, God, Own is on there. To be fair, I'd probably pay five ninety-nine or whatever it is for just Food Network by itself because that's the only channel on there I'm actually paying attention to. I mean, I know a lot of people that HGTV, I do know a lot of people HGTV, Network, and TLC though. are like the top three things they watch. I mean, yes. Someone said you can get that commercial free for eight bucks i now know who they're targeting this to with all those different channels they are targeting this My to mom. women to women over 50 if <laughs> 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 i say you started listing things I'm like, that's my mom network discovery yeah. plus is just very weird branding to me uh yes. because it does not to me that does not say this this streaming network is going to give you food network and hgtv yeah. like the, yeah, the yeah. branding's just not there uh they should name it like the Karen Network or something. That's clearly <laughs> targeted. No, that's that's poor branding, Matt. Come on, that's a negative connotation on, if I've ever man. heard one. Home and Garden Worldwide, like. Which uh, yeah, fun no. fact for you guys? No babies were named were born named Karen in some European country this year because of all the wow, memes and really? stuff. Like I mean, that. I'm surprised there are any being born named Karen anywhere. <laughs> are you? Like, imagine you meet you meet somebody and they have a baby and they're you're like, oh, what's the baby's name? And they're like Karen, and Karen. you're like. Uh-oh. Yeah, have you what? met America? That's totally happened. <laughs> Called ir- ir- irony, you know, you being a little ironic. Name my daughter Karen. Like, she uh, have no clue. It's like the episode <laughs> of uh, Kimmy Schmidt where there's the baby named Linda, and no, the... no, every Linda is a four-year-old <laughs> like... woman who works in HR. <laughs> yeah, it's like Paul. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the baby's name is Paul. No, nope. That, no, Paul's a 40-year-old man. <laughs> so I will say, though, if you have Verizon, Verizon's teamed up with uh, Discovery Plus, and you get 12 months free. So, oh, yeah, baby. I still have sure Verizon for 12 months. Verizon. So they're pulling that where they're giving everyone a year for free and hoping they forget to cancel. That's exactly exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> they're doing it with Disney Plus currently, so... And that's the ad version, I'm sure, too. So you're going to have to watch ads on anyway. They're hoping that you get sick of watching ads. You're going to upgrade and then forget to, that you need to cancel <laughs> nope, your Exactly. I'm trying to think of anything that's on the Discovery Channel that I've watched because I keep thinking of it. Oh, see, I don't watch Shark Week. Um, but I keep thinking of I know, I'm sorry. But I keep thinking of it like the National Geographic Channel. I mean, you get that through Disney+. Plus. So if I want to watch things about the great outdoors, I already okay. have a venue. Is Discovery Channel the one that's all about aliens? Yes. They no, do do the well, aliens and like the ancient tomb stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're also getting stuff from A&E and the History Channel as well. So oh, nice. Uh, it's History Channel is the one that everything's stuff. aliens. So like you guys said, well, yeah, the it's the 50 plus women and the stoners for the Food Network and all of the like <laughs> alien shit. And like, let's get high and watch theory. mummies. You know, you're you're really... No. You're selling this to me a lot better than Discovery did. <laughs> <laughs> See? This is... <laughs> Clearly an untapped resource. Uh, so Aaron will take a job in marketing discovery. <laughs> All right. So for those of you. My demographic can be stoners and 50 plus women. <laughs> I see an amount of overlap, really. <laughs> All right. Before we get in trouble here. Uh, for those of you who, who hung out with us and continue watching the podcast, the answer to today's trivia question around what year did Sabrina the Teenage Witch premiere on American television? The answer is. Wrong. 1996. Yes. <gasps> no. What do that I win? Was correct. You win one point that you can carry over into next week and have bragging rights. Uh, he was bragging to... if he didn't have points. And now he, would, I would let whoever had it get like their 30 seconds of fame and shove it in Matt's face at the beginning of the next podcast. <laughs> wow, rude. <laughs> That's uh, funny. So uh, if you haven't already, make sure you like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on all the major platforms. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. We really appreciate any support that you can give us doing that. Uh, And if you ever have your own thoughts, ideas, comments, concerns, what have you around what we've been discussing on the podcast, whether you think we're right, wrong, or indifferent, uh, feel free to reach out to us, DM us. If you have a valid enough point, we might even invite you on the podcast to tell you how wrong you are in person. We love doing that in case you haven't heard us before. But until next time, we thank you for listening and enjoy your streaming.